Hello, everybody. Blog Talk Radio. And welcome to the show. Most of you are probably going to be listening to this on archive because you have a particular interest in understanding the impact of joblessness, financial woes, and how it affects relationships within the family. Within the family, where most of the situations occur that cause spousal abuse or child abuse. And as much as all of us get married and choose to be part of a relationship because we want to be in love and because we want to be treated with love, there are times when child abuse and spousal abuse unfortunately darken the door of marriage. And so I wanted to talk about how you can avoid or at least cope with the different feelings that are associated with financial stress and woes and also with those situations that you face when you have to deal with your anger and your fear instead of taking it out on your loved one in terms of their financial woes, in terms of whether or not you want to take out your financial woes on them as people who you might be inclined to get angry. I want to first address that every single person in a relationship does get angry. A mother, a father gets angry at children. A husband gets angry at a wife. A wife gets angry at a husband. And sometimes the anger is so intense, understandably, for every single human being on this planet that the urge to become physically expressive about your anger is absolutely present. So it's not as if any of us can go without recognizing that we can all get angry and angry beyond control. But there is one absolute principle you must adhere to when you're in a relationship with a child or a spouse or a loved one or anyone for that matter, and that is to never, ever resort to physical abuse. Never resort to putting your hands on someone physically. Never resort to being to being reduced down to that sort of thing. A little bit less definite in our society, and in a lot of societies actually, is whether or not to be verbally abusive. Saying information, ideas, name-calling, can be all classified in terms of being verbally abusive. And that type of psychological and verbal abusiveness does actually penetrate a person's consciousness enough to actually groove into patterns of abusiveness, especially if it is a repeat. If there's irrational accusations going on, then chances are those irrational accusations are going to cause some sort of damage to the relationship, if not to the individual. Well, we won't so much talk about the verbal abuse at this point in time. This is not a show so much about abuse as it is about how financial stresses can actually cause a great deal of difficulties for people in relationships. This is extremely, extremely pertinent to now and our circumstances. And I wanted to bring it home to a horrible situation that happened in August of 2011 this year. And the the um, the the links to these particular articles actually you can find on my site called RelationshipSuccessNow.com on the page that specifically deals with spousal and child abuse. And this particular man was a dad, and he crashed into his wife's new car and punched her four times because he was so enraged that she had decided to get a new car when he was faced with so much debt. He faces going to jail for 22 months. He took to court. Now, all the information about why he felt so incredibly provoked and that the family had broken up and she had continued to spend money 
and he said that he had such financial concerns arising from the relationship and that she was absolutely ostentatiously buying a new car when he was having tremendous difficulties, just paying off the amount of money that he, she had spent when they had lived together. Well, nonetheless, even if he was provoked, and a lot of the financial concerns are provoked, it does not ever warrant being physically aggressive. And you can find out more about this on my website, again, relationshipsuccess.com. Spousal abuse and child abuse associated to these particular money worries is a normal sort of response, but it does not mean it's normal in that it's healthy. It means in that the temptation to resort to abusiveness is a normal sort of response, but it is not a response that you can ever turn into action, never, ever. And as soon as you commit yourself to never becoming physically aggressive with anybody, but particularly your children and yourself, then you're more likely to have the the prison warden stopping you when you feel so inclined to doing that. What's it like, though, when you have to face joblessness? Well, it's quite clear that individuals, when they face joblessness, and this has been particularly true in a society where the primary money owner, earner, sorry, the household is dependent on one primary income person, when that person loses the job, their self-esteem goes down, their anxiety goes up, their sense of worthlessness goes up. Their sense of not being able to have done what they were supposed to be able to do is gash. And now they have to deal with their own self-esteem issues. And self-esteem issues that are extraordinarily low, and this has been more typical for men and women, due to not being able to fulfill the family responsibility of taking care of their family or to do a job that is their identity and suddenly to lose their identity is associated to a job, very often results into a lot of fear, anxiety, and anger. So the best way to take care of yourself is number one. So to stop yourself from being inclined to be abusive to yourself, your child, when you're facing financial woes, the best thing to do is to always commit yourself to never, ever becoming physically aggressive. That's number one. Number two, you need to take care of yourself. Here's what you need to do. If you're having the stress of unemployment, you need to take very good care of your physical and mental health, which means you need to sleep, you need to eat healthily, you need to continue to exercise, you need to find some way to express your feelings to someone in a rational sort of way. Do not resort to becoming completely inhibited and turning on on yourself because you will express all those frustrations that pins up in you and want to explode to the very people that are there to try to help you. And that's number two in terms of taking care of yourself is to recognize your family is there to support you and if they're not supporting you in the way you need, you need to sit down and calmly, and I emphasize calmly, try to communicate to them what it is you need in terms of the type of support going on. If you can't find a way to articulate that, go to support groups. You can find them all over now. And you can also take your spouse and your children to those support groups if they're well organized and be able to find a way for the whole family to come together with what the real impact is on you and how you really feel about this. People who are emotionally sensitively expressive about what they're going through tend to breed a better cooperative and empathic response from their loved ones and from their children. So do not refrain from trying to calmly and reasonably express what you're going through and help them understand what would most support you in the process as you are trying to recover from a jobless situation or financial concerns. Be very careful about alcohol. Alcohol will disinhibit your inability to say no to becoming abusive. Be very careful about the use of drugs. It's mood-altering and won't make you feel better really important for you to eat healthy. 
You need to eat a lot of grains and things that have a lot of vitamin B12, B6 in them. Why is that? Because that helps with your nervous system and your stress level. Taking vitamins and minerals, absolutely very essential as well. Again, the vitamin Bs have a lot to do with reducing your stress. Along with that, also become as physically active as you possibly can in order to be able to ensure that you will be able to help yourself with some endorphins, which act as antidepressants. And you will need as many antidepressants as you possibly can during this time. The next sort of thing you must realize is that you are now in a position where you have to go look for a job. And in the process of looking for a job, you have to be bold, tenacious, assured, selling yourself, even if you do not feel like it. One thing that's really important for people to recognize is that they cannot always invest in how they feel about something. Yes, you can have a feeling, but it is not necessarily the thing that's going to control you or govern what your responses are going to be. So, having said all that, as you face unemployment or as you face difficulties, be sure to take care of yourself as number two. We have a lot of situations where child abuse is associated to poverty. And the statistics are sadly clear that abuse is three times more likely in poor families. And neglect, which can be defined in all sorts of different ways, is seven times more common in poor families. So that the stress in families related to poverty is so high to be able to be mentally healthy and maintain a good positive relationship with your children at the time when you are experiencing abject poverty, that is a monumental God trait that you're going to have to develop inside of you. You're going to have to be as divine as you possibly can be to not take out the stress and the woes of being in a poverty state on your children. One of the most wonderful illustrations of this that I have ever experienced was brought to me by a connection with Talisa Johnson. And she contributed to a book that I wrote called, actually I edited and compiled and also um, wrote some chapters myself called Evolving Women's Consciousness by Dr. Carol Francis. Uh, it's called Evolving Women's Consciousness, Dialogue with 21st Century. And she has beautifully, beautifully articulated what it was like for her when she lost the money that she needed for disability and therefore she could not live in her apartment. She lost her furniture. She lost everything she ever owned. She had a number of children and a grandchild and she had to live on the streets for a long time. And the thing that held her together was her own personal ability to stay true to the task of making sure to improve her circumstances for her children. If she had to endure living in cockroach hotels, it was better than living on the street, or maybe or maybe not. But what she had to do was find a way to coalesce her children together so that she could get them dressed, get them showered, take them to school, and then she would go about looking for a job or finding whatever sorts of free resources she could find for her children while she was living on the street. In addition, when you're living in a hotel, you have an address. Imagine not having an address. Well, can you imagine being really, really stressed by having all your children around you when you don't have an address? Now imagine even further that you remain loving, optimistic, supportive, and as organized and diligent about your life as you possibly can be. And you have the story of Talisa Johnson. I would really, really suggest, uh, I now have made this book available, so you can download it for $5.99, which is far less than it took to get published. And I want you to be able to read her chapter and the other chapters as well. But particularly, if you are down and out in a bad situation, 
then you want to be able to read that to encourage yourself. I'm hoping to get her to be able to interview uh, shortly on this program. The other aspect of what you want to pay attention to is is not just the stress, but the way in which you can help your children be able to really help you. Uh, most of the time, when I talk to parents about their children in a bad situation, they say how much they really want to relieve their child of having any of the types of stressors that are associated to what's going on. They pretend that they're actually able to keep their child unaffected by what's going on. I don't recommend that. I don't recommend that for anything, to be quite honest with you. Now, there is the exception that if you have an actually very high-sensitive child or a child that's a bit compromised in their emotional stability, then you have to be able to disseminate the information to them in a way that's not going to aggravate what their own internal makeup is already, if they're already very sensitive. But in the average child, in the average circumstances, the child being informed as to what difficult things are going on in a family and how the child can best respond to be helpful and also empowering the child to be able to do something about the situation as well. Can they get a job? Can they work for neighbors? Can they babysit? Can they deliver newspapers? Can they We could go down that list? What can the child do in order to feel like they can help? Now, in order to feel like they are helpful is very different than making the child feel blamed for the circumstances. It is not a bad opportunity for a child to realize that finances are tied in a family. In fact, what we find is that most of the people that are highly conscientious, highly responsible, and highly capable of affecting changes in their lives, many people who have risen out of poverty have become quite famous because they have learned the act of diligence, tenacity, figuring out a way to overcome those things that were so difficult, one of which is Bill Clinton, and that's only one example among many. And it, it develops character. So you can actually look at this as an opportunity, although I wish the opportunity weren't in your lap, but an opportunity to build child character. If you make them feel bad for their greediness or bad that they want to be having as many things as other kids do or bad because they spend too much or bad because they stress you out or bad, 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 bad. You're not going to develop character. You're going to develop anger, resentment. They're going to blame you for the circumstances they're in. They are not going to develop the sense of being able to make something happen that's different. So instead what you want to be able to do is to help your child feel like one, they can really understand what you're going through. And I mean reasonably and rationally explaining it to them. Two, that they can be informed as to what's going to be their most helpful response to you in the course of your stressful time. Three, explain to them your own emotional instability at this moment and apologize for it. Take responsibility for it and tell them what you're trying to do as well. Four, share with them the things you're doing on a daily basis to make things different. That only keeps them feeling optimistic not only are they looking at you as someone who's trying to be courageous and tenacious, also, thirdly, they know you're doing something about it. Fourthly, it keeps you answerable to those very people that you need to be taking care of the most so that you don't give yourself an opportunity to become depressed or passive about your situation. Next, also help them to be able to develop their character in terms of how they can help, how they can cook, how they can clean, how they can earn money, how they can assist, how they can respond to your emotional ups and downs, how they can take care of their responsibilities with the highest level of integrity. Now, finally, you think it's just possible that you need to reach out to the community around you, ask for the assistance with your children, 
go look for those organizations where you can actually get some support. Don't be proud. Don't invest in your ego. Don't invest in I can do this myself. Instead, invest in the overall need of a situation that may just be out of your control due to current financial circumstances. There's so much more that I could say along these lines, but I do hope that this helps you to whatever degree. And if you don't have even the $5.99 to get this book, which I completely appreciate, just email me at drcarolfrancis at gmail.com or drcarolfrancis.com, and I will send you a copy of the chapter that you can download to your... I will send you a copy of this chapter by Talitha Johnson so that you can put it into your computer off of your uh, email and feel free to pass it around. I wish you well. My heart goes out to you. Please keep the safety and welfare of your relationship and do not resort to being abusive to your spouse, to your child, nor to yourself as you face these difficult financial circumstances. Dr. Carol Francis, I wish you well. Take the best care.